Hey, audio listener, don't hit fast forward because I'm not about to do an ad for Blue Chew or Nature Box or something, you, you know, whatever it is. I'm not about to do that. I used to make fun of you, but now I appreciate you because, of course, we've been suspended on YouTube and you're still here. So thank you. But please send it along to other people going, where's Steven? If they're not Mug Club members, we're not on YouTube right now. We will be back. But leave a rating, review, and just forward this along because, look, even if you are a continual freeloader, we just ask that you help make more freeloaders. Enjoy the show. Louder with Crowder is brought to you in part by... Crowder.com. You don't have to be a freeloader your whole life. The good news is that you can support this show and the fight by buying some really cool clothes. Crowder.com. Still not a Coke product. That was good. Yeah, still not a Coke product. Pretty damn good. Uh, really happy to be with you today. Oh, I'm getting a little bit of weird stuff in my headphones. It could be my ear is uh, still has fluid in it. Is it infected? Because mm, I'm very no, it's not infected. Are you sure? And all I know is that it's not the COVID. What's going on there, Tokenoa? Is it a tumor? What are you hearing? He's putting his headset on. He's no, I, I, it might be the rain. Oh, oh there's yeah. the rain going on. Uh, teardrops keep falling on our studio. Rain tumor. <laughs> The angels are it's crying not a tumor. because we're broadcasting, not on YouTube. But uh, hey, before we move on, we're going to be talking today about John Oliver, his recent segment on Stand Your Ground Laws, trying to be as thorough as possible, why uh, everything that guy said is uh, bullshit. Okay? Yeah. So we'll make sure that we go through that. And uh, before that, hey, it's Pan Visibility Day. Yeah. P Peter, Pan yeah. Visibility Day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the number five give us a Give us a crow. I... Uh, ah! Ah, uh, an Asian's gonna walk in with a red stripe. I'm oh, the pan geez. now. So, <laughs> pan visibility day. For people who don't know, do you guys know what a pansexual is? I didn't. Uh, do, you, do I? <laughs> no, seriously. Does any, do you guys know what it means? Uh, I, I used to. It means nothing, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Hold on. Here's what I said. It means they have you nothing. Came in and, and I think you were gonna correct me. I said you could just basically choose whichever sex you wanted to, to have sex with that day. And you said it goes further than well, that. Well, it's more, yeah, it's not just about who you have Deep sex with. Well, no, I was It's curious. also about who you fillet. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, it's also your gender. So, because transgender is your different huh. gender, okay. and uh, bisexual means you can pick. By, so, this right. pansexual means you can be a male, or, or you can be a man or woman on any given day, okay. and you could be uh, gay or straight on any given day. There was actually a podcast where someone was switching back and forth between man and woman. During the podcast? Yeah, and people had to take it seriously. Oh. It was like, well, you know, I just don't really like when you, uh, you know, represent it that way. Person's like, well, I'm sorry. And really, when you talk about it that way, like, who am I talking to? That's multiple personalities. So we're not on YouTube right now, so can I... That's can a I, primal fear reference. It's uh, schizophrenia, right? I thought that that's... I mean... <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> once upon a time. Once upon a time was schizophrenia, but it's Pan Visibility yeah. Day. There's okay, a new right. one every single week. There's some new beer, International Beer Day, National Beer yeah. Day, I feel like, every week. And some new Trans Day, Lesbian mm -hmm. Visibility, Pan Visibility, Lesbian Visibility Day, we can tell. You're plenty visible. Yeah, except the difference between pan and beer day is your dad will celebrate beer day with you. Right! 
All right, so we're going to be talking about that. Fauci's biggest flip-flop to date, to me, the most dangerous, to me, the most dishonest, and the one that would warrant him being booted from office. Uh, But first, we have Gerald A. here in studio. Hi. How are you? you? Uh, Quarter Black Garrett is not here right now. He has uh, some, uh, some, well, he had a family emergency, so he'll be back uh, later this week, I believe. What are you doing? Hold on a second. What's going on? Hold on. Pause this. What's going on? What's happening? You also have the fade on. Do you have to make some adjustments there, Tim? No, no. Do we need to shut off the show and start it back? Fat fingers. Okay, you got fat fingers. All right. I miss the black guy. Uh, we we have Dave uh, Landau in studio. How are you? Ahoy. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Yeah, you know, I'm still sick. The only thing I know it's not is COVID. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. They didn't give you any other clues of anything else? Well, you know what? I would I would like to have a slight loss of taste and smell. Ooh. Did, did you do the, be nice. uh, the swab that they you know did in China on our diplomats? Because I think that's the only real way to tell. Well, I did, but it wasn't a COVID test. Oh. <laughs> the the Buttigieg? Pe- it was the Buttigieg swab. <laughs> 52 times, then Kamala Harris did one. Ah, yes. Oh. That was it. They kept getting in line. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Bless her heart. And at a certain point, they just made up rules. Like, no, yeah. Pete Buttigieg, you must be this tall to get anal swabbed. <laughs> he comes in big kiss shoes. <laughs> he comes in with uh, yeah. Tim Burton lifts from Hot Topic yeah. and a chain wallet. <laughs> we can tell Pete Bu- Hey, Pete Buttigieg, stop trying so hard. You just be you. All right. Before we continue with everything else here, uh, we need to run this clip because this guy... Now, I want to be clear, this is a little bit graphic, but yeah. there is a wave of anti-Asian hate crimes that have been going on. There is. Uh, and in this one, I didn't know if it was if it would be considered a problem to run. And I'll explain it. Uh, but uh, in summary, the man is a hero. Okay. These three women are beating up an old Asian man in his car. Boom! Goes a dynamite. Look at this. Wow! Bam! There you go. Right. There you go. And the Asian man's like... Oh. Down. Stay. Arigato, arigato. So, <laughs> look, uh, we're going to have to go back to that clip and, and pause it. But first, I didn't know if it was racist because it's black women being hit. But it's like, okay, it's the Asian man being beaten up. Right. And obviously, I feel we feel for him. Yeah. And it's a black man who's the hero. Right. But, then, but they're both men, and then there are three black women, so I don't know the math... <laughs> well, the hair does come off like an old Buster yes. Keaton movie. So I want to watch. Yes, that's what the, the weave comes off like, like yeah, like an old Chaplin flick. Yeah. And then this is what's so funny. We'll play it again. The third one hits the deck in a purely defensive measure. Yeah. She doesn't even get touched. She just lay there like a slug. It's her she, only defense. She LeBrons. And yeah, exactly. Out, yeah. So let's play it again. Watch and watch the weave go. Bing! Like don't wake daddy. It should have a slide <laughs> whistle effect. Yeah. Look, I'll do it. I'll do the sliding whistle. Okay. There you go. Oh. And now look, this last one, she doesn't even get hit. She just goes down. She's like, ah. I'm going st- to stay here. Hurdle. Hurdle. She fakes. She fakes and she falls back. Oh. Judging by if it's if you were saying how is it racist or not, I would just say read the comments by all the black people. Yeah. They're hilarious. They are hysterical. Yes. That's awesome. And I wouldn't want to ever white splain. No. Right. They do a so great job. when they say at the original video, bitch had it coming, well... You're the expert, sir. <laughs> in so many various and fun so, ways. So many colorful <laughs> ways. Oh, they do have a wonderful... They have a wonderful uh, tradition of passing down oral history. Yeah, they, we were talking Black about that. That's why they're great comedians. It's great storytellers. That's one thing no one ever talks about, that there is a... If you look at the percentage of the population, mm-hmm. about 12% black, but a disproportionately high percentage of successful comedians. I mean, if you look at the best comedians of yeah. all time, you're going to see... Almost everyone agrees, like Richard Pryor. Some people may say Carlin. Yeah. And you're going to have on there Dave Chappelle. You're going to have on there Eddie Murphy. You're going to have on there Chris Rock. 
no one argues it. Bill Cosby's not. Like Bill Cosby would be on there, you know, before raping yeah, but, well, the entire yes. equivalent of the Raiders' offensive line. Hey guys, not everything he did was bad. Not everything he did. <laughs> Two <laughs> things can be true at the same time. That's right. Great yes, comic. Separate the art from the artist. Yeah. <laughs> at that point though there's so little artist left i know well now there's yeah. just well there stopped being a lot of artists when he was telling people to pull their pants up and just became a curmudgeon right but who knew that we would long for that curmudgeon well yeah. he was telling while well, he was telling those people publicly to pull their pants up yeah he was just pulling the pants down like a moony and don't swear <laughs> hey pull your pants up you ain't you gotta pull your pants up people won't respect not you you keep it over there now that you ain't gonna find your pants that's put Back up. What are you, some kind of prisoner? You stay in my sex closet. <laughs> <laughs> you need another pill, man. This shot my son in the face. Oh, gee. Yeah, I like to ruin it. I like to ruin it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, here's something else Fresh before we move on is uh, uh, Epitaph Records. You know, they've been known for hit artists like Green Day, huh. uh, Weezer. Um, and by the way, Weezer was misspelled in the show map today with an H. What? Ooh. By people who Ooh. work for me. That just Not shows us so disrespect. Weezer. It's a Weezer. <laughs> it's cool whip Weezer. Wheat dance. There's something with this generation where they take pride in not knowing about, like, they do. just they do. eight years before they were born. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's Weezer. Uh, they're still around. They're still around. Yeah, touring. Exactly. They just, they, their last hit was with uh, B.O.B. slash Bobby Ray. Yes. <laughs> it's... And I guess he's old news now because it's got to be eat my ass, you a bottom feeder. Oh, okay. Well, now I get it. Beverly Hills is not so hot. Um, gosh, could you imagine Casey Kasem? And now it's sounds of eat my ass, you're a bottom feeder. Yeah. <laughs> it's Megan the Stallion coming up with WAP. It uh, is just uh, stick your head in the oven, pop top forty. <laughs> Boy, I sure hope I die. <laughs> I started smoking to pick up lung cancer, <laughs> just so I wouldn't have to listen to another reality show star make number one. All you bottom feeders out there, it's time to eat some ass. I'm Casey Kasem. Here's a song a 16-year-old wrote about getting a driver's license. Wow, no one has talent anymore. Casey Kasem. I hope I get COVID. <laughs> Please sneeze on me if you Lick my door handles when I'm not around, Casey Kasem. I have a weakened immune system, and I hope to meet my maker soon. I'll be in my green room with the lights off for four hours, and I've left butter by the steps, Casey Kasem. <laughs> so Epitaph Records, known for Weezer, Green Day, and uh, Offspring, um, they just won the signing war. I don't know. There were, oh. Apparently there was, like a, there was a bidding war uh, to sign the latest hot new band. Mm. Here you go. A little while before we went into lockdown, a boy in my class came up to me and said that his dad told him to stay away from Chinese people. After I told him that I was Chinese, he backed away from me. Eloise and I wrote the song based on that experience. So this is about him and all the other racist, sexist boys in this world. Ugh. <laughs> 
It's the loudest an Asian's ever been in the library. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Someone in Tiananmen Square would beg to differ. Uh, no! Racist! It's a tank. Yeah, it wasn't the you primary problem with the tanks in Tiananmen Square. <laughs> He's still troublesome! <sighs> I'm trying to study. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, look, hey, a good thing is they won't need to worry about any dates. That's true. That's true. Where's a tiger mom when you need one? <laughs> what an awful, awful song. And what an awful thing to encourage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you want we want kids to entirely identify with a negative experience. And we're encouraging yeah. them to m make that their essence. Yeah. It's like just whatever happened to like letting it roll off your back. Yeah, absolutely. She's going to end up picking one of these awareness days. I'm not sure which one, but I know that one of them will apply. She to will her. be incredibly visible. Yes. Do you remember when songs used to be metaphors? Yeah. Like, I want to hold your hand. <laughs> yeah. Or Even like, push it. I wish it would rain really right. wasn't about that. I wish it would rain outside. No, it was just, I'm very sad. Right. This yeah. is like, what do you want to write a song about? Racism and sexism. How do you want to do that? Let's just scream it. Yeah, let's just scream <laughs> racism. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's a good song. Uh, what other lines will you have? Well, none really, but I have to connect racist, sexist, boy. There we yeah. go. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Well, I can good. see why Green Day likes yeah. him, though, because they just played the same three chords over and over again. <laughs> no wonder you walk such a lonely road. <laughs> I, uh, 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 just, it's, yeah, by the way, how are you going to dress? Uh, stereotypically Asian. Ah, stereotypical yes. Japanese schoolgirl. Oh, okay, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, you won't have fetishists yeah. downloading your albums and reaching out to you on pure volume, if that's still a thing. <laughs> Their it is biggest just... fans in Octopus <laughs> holding eight cameras. <laughs> I remember I did this with both Greg Proops and uh, Bright Eyes. Uh, and Green Day was there one time, but they, they couldn't hear me. Whenever they would come to Canada, they would threaten to move to Canada. They would say, oh, the United States sucks under the Bush years. Yeah. And so uh, I yelled out one time, Bright Eyes, he did a set song when the president talks to God. And he was like, I'm going to move to Canada. And I said, hey. Do more of the uh, do more of the treason where you turn on your country with a foreign audience that you know. Do more of that pandering. Like what? When you said you were going to move to Canada, and none of you ever do. Do more of that. <laughs> and they got really uncomfortable. It's awesome. It's like it was so. It would happen all the time in Montreal. You're really fun to go to concerts and movies with. Yeah, yeah. I ruined them. All right, uh, we uh, we're gonna get to Fauci here in a little bit, and John Oliver. But uh, hey, did you know Geraldo Rivera? And Bongino got into it uh, again. Yeah, yeah. And look, this is probably everything that's wrong with cable news. Yeah. But I'll allow it. Let's go to the clip. Israel needs to win the war against terrorism what? and terrorists the that are firing rockets the at their people. Let's kill, them all. Let's kill all these all these children. Geraldo, you do this every time. It, it, this is such garbage, and I'm really, I'm really getting sick of it. You play this emotional game with the audience and use your position of responsibility to put out misinformation you know, and BS. You didn't the punk. position of authority. <laughs> I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. That are absolutely outrageous. Geraldo, let him talk. controlled lunatic. Geraldo, let him talk. I'm an out of control lunatic. Can you calm down? Yeah, you really I'm need to calm down. I'm a 10-time Emmy winner. Maybe <laughs> oh, in the Middle East. Stop. If your point's going to be yeah, about me, I'm not going to Geraldo Rivera does not understand that Hamas doesn't believe in Israel's right to exist. <laughs> now Hamas watch this final. wants the Jews dead. And what does he do? The same thing with the police issue. He makes this an emotional thing. Let's cut back to him. It's just his assless chap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna what say a, nothing. What a child. Just like he found in Capone's safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do we have? Oh. Um. Looks like Bongino. Oh, we have Bongino calling in. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, Dan. So what's your issue, Crowder? You don't return my calls anymore? Well, okay, we've done this before. What are you talking about? I don't have you, and vo- you have to leave a voicemail. I return your calls. Son of a bitch. No, you're so- don't, don't do that in my bungee, you know? Uh, just... just <laughs> Geraldo makes it look... You know, he must no, have he, an arm. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know what? I understand Geraldo. At this point, Bongino's getting <laughs> replaces Rush. He's a little too big for his britches. It's just people just go off on him. It's weird. If people still wear britches, they do. I do. I don't know what guys like Bongino do. Rompers. I don't know. What don't does know. he wear? Does he wear <laughs> cargo shorts? Where does he shop? Does he shop at Lids or does he shop at Costco? Does he does he eat at Vitelli's? <laughs> Maybe. At least he does one of those two. I feel like Rivera had some wadded up Kleenex in his trash can and it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a punk. You're a punk. I have 10 Emmys. <laughs> I reported on the war and gave away our position. Yes. I, that. I reported on the war and gave away our troops, both latitude and longitude, you punk. I love when newscasters fight. There's like an old clip of one guy. It's just a local news, but it's like, I used to be your boss. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. And in other news. Yes. And that was the basis for Herbie Welch on SNL. What's the really? Yeah, it actually happened. Oh, that's your job. He's like, yeah, what happened there? He's like, oh, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> Belittling each other. I used to do, I will say this, Geraldo was actually very nice. I used to do yeah. the show. He was very, very nice. For that mustache, you have to be. Yeah, I mean, look, you either wear it, you have to be the toughest guy right. in the world or a completely conflict avoider. Yes, you have to be uh, Bronson in England locked right. away forever. <laughs> the- Kill a guard with a dinner tray. <laughs> Or, or, ju- or you make, nobody. Or, or you, absolutely nothing. Or you make boy puppets you wish to be real. <laughs> <laughs> and demand they pull their pants up. Oh, geez. All right. Hey, by the way, if you're watching this, uh, right, of course, Mug Club, uh, we will be taking your chat a little bit later. If you're yeah. watching this on Rumble, Rumble doesn't have the live streaming ability. But listen, hey, guys, out there right now, subscribe to the podcast. That's on audio on Apple, on Android. You can do it on Spotify. I guess we're on iHeartRadio. Leave a rating. We don't know when we're going to be back on YouTube, if it's this week, if it's next week, but we just don't want to lose touch with you, so subscribe to these Do it. Uh, available Ow. platforms. Okay, this is another one, too, that just bothers me so much, uh, and I know you'll love this one there, Dave. Governor Whitmer uh, was oh. caught on camera oh violating her own rules at a dive bar in Michigan. To be fair, it was a dive bar once she showed up. <laughs> it was a great establishment. Like, I don't know what they're talking about going hogging. Huh? I can't carry all these drinks. <laughs> um, I'm now, doing stand up eight feet away. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. At Breitbart, actually, they found a deleted Facebook post from one of her yeah. aides. So, you know, they're stupid. They're stupid. So they uploaded them. She's like, what? Don't do that! And they take it down. Now, meanwhile, you still have restri- uh, uh, a restaurant owner in Michigan. Um, what was her name? Marlena something? You can bring it over. Marlena Pavlos Hackney? Right. Yeah, she was jailed, forced to close down a restaurant for not following Whitmer's COVID restrictions. Hey, Michigan, what does it take to get a recall? It's every right. other week that this woman is violating her own rules. You guys can't travel. She, goes, she sends her uh, husband right, up north. Yeah. By the way, I know the guy at the dock, who her husband said, you better lower my boat, I'm the governor's husband. I know him, I know where it is, I think it was in Charlevoix. I know the guy. Uh, and then she says, you guys can't travel, go abroad. She goes to Florida and she comes right. back. She, and her response is always just, sorry. And then at this point, her excuse, if you read it, you guys can go and read the, the, the Breitbart article. Yeah. And usually we try not to use conservative sources because we want to use the most unbiased sources possible. But this is exclusive. Breitbart actually had the picture. Yeah. So you can say that it's biased, but believe your lying eyes. She said, well, you know, it's just we, we uh, had the vaccine and so we didn't even think. We pushed the tables together. Hold on a second. Mm. You just said that an unconscious facet of the situation led to a conscious decision. It doesn't make sense. It's a dis 
honest explanation. Yeah. She just goes, oh, well, sorry. Okay, well, then retroactively, every single person you find or punished needs to get their money back well, or needs same, to get their freedom back. It's like you said about the guy who was putting the boats in the water, where he's like, well, what if I said I was the governor's husband? He's like, then I would never let you dock here ever. <laughs> and, and, and her response, though, was like, oh, he was joking. It's like, in what way could he have been? Yeah. You're just yeah. lying. You're just completely lying and breaking your own rules. Hey, how did the, how did the, gov- when did, why did the governor's husband cross the road? I don't know, sir. To have you uh, dock my boat, lower it down there, otherwise we're going to have some problems. Hey, that's not... I was kidding! I was just kidding! Jokes. We were joke drinking at the bar. Yeah, with the hogs. She is so awful. She is the worst governor in the country by far. There are people, and I've been... People used to give me flack when I said, I really don't have the kind of ill will for Hillary Clinton that other people have. I don't like Hillary Clinton. Right, yeah. But I used to say... Nancy Pelosi is one of the only people I believe in office who is proactively evil, who gets off on using their power and inflicting damage on political opposition or even just Americans who disagree with her. Whitmer is that person. Whitmer loves abusing this power and she loves that she's completely unaccountable. Not to mention that she didn't even use her own money for that private plane where she flew down to Florida. There are all kinds of problems I think she needs to be recalled. Well, and actually, she loves playing the victim, too, right? So on the, on the trip to Florida, she's like, well, uh, at this time, all these Floridians coming back to Michigan, people going down there, and you know, oh my God. and then that's what's really causing this. And then she loved to play the victim when there was like people that wanted to do her harm that were nowhere near her. They were in another state. and They, they tried caught. to accuse me of wanting to do her harm because I said, <laughs> exactly. release the death count, which she still yeah. hasn't done, the COVID death toll. Yeah. They tried to say that there was some association with radicals at the Capitol, who, by the way, never fired a shot or even shot no, anybody. Not at all. Were you about to say something there, Dave? No, they said alt-right troublemaker, I believe is what honestly what they <laughs> yeah, said. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. No, I was just saying, I don't know anybody in Michigan who likes her. I really don't. That's Listen, why I'm surprised she's in office. I know three. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> I, no, I seriously know three. And One's not her one husband. Is, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's looking for yeah, a recount he's, as well. He's, he's at the men's club with Rick Schneider. Like, yeah. It's oh, broad. Man. And you know what? I was going to say this Some broad dinosaurs. needs to be recalled on Twitter, and I realized that Twitter would remove that if I said oh, probably broad. probably so, yeah. Or Dame, which, but she doesn't deserve dame, the I term think Dame. Would work. Yeah, but she doesn't deserve Dame. No, 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 no you're right. Look, so I was conflicted myself. My point here is she is an awful, horrible person. Yes. And I had someone when I was in Michigan, I said, you got, this is when there was this crazy surge, and it's better everywhere now, but it's still worse in Michigan, uh, comparatively speaking. And this is one of, and, and very, very nice. Okay, so I really like this girl. We disagree on politics, and we can still get along. Yeah. But I did have this conversation with her, and she said, uh, yeah, you know, it's crazy here, and we have one of the highest vaccination rates in this county, but, you know, it's people coming in from out of state. I said, no, 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 it's not people coming in from out of state. It's not people coming in from Florida, because Florida wouldn't have a significantly lower rate. than she said, well, people coming in from Florida and Texas? I said, no, 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 no. If anything, they should ban travel from here. This is the place. This is the place from where they should ban travel, okay? You guys need to understand. You guys are Liberia with Ebola. It is this place. (laughs) You're a danger to America. No one could possibly be a danger to Michigan because you suck worse than all of them. I just think, look, if California can recall Newsom, surely Michigan can get it going and recall Whitmer. And she'll be like, why? Because I'm a woman? Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> if that's the reason we got to give, sure. S- send Fine, in, send in the guy who protects the old Asian dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Choking. Choking. Let's get his info. So uh, let's go to Fauci. This is something that people have talked about, yeah. but I don't think is getting enough attention because this, I think, not. perfectly crystallizes. Um, or wait, do we have before this, do we have, uh, do we have that one clip? From the H3H3 
Or do we do oh, that later? Uh, it's that's, later. That's okay, it's later. Oh my gosh, that thing is just so funny. I haven't seen it. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, this is a story with Fauci. Obviously, we know that he's flip-flopped, and we got in trouble for even pointing out and doing a montage of his flip-flops on YouTube. That's right. one of our strikes, because we said he said, no mask, you need to wear a mask, no double mask, double mask, no double mask, double mask. Uh, but the <laughs> the worst flip-flop is the one that he just did yeah. a couple of days ago, and it's, it's, it's even more pernicious because the media is acting as though it's not really a flop. So um, it's time for uh, Fauci the dumbass. Did really uh, Geraldo make that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so over the weekend, Fauci backtracked. Um, the flip-flop here is on yet another claim. This is sort of now becoming undeniable. Yeah. Um, where he made a claim, which clip? Is this the clip that he made before, or is this the claim now? where He's, he's admitting now in this clip. He's saying, contrary to what he's been saying for a long time, and what people were removed from social media for saying for a long time. Yeah. For some reason, out of the blue, when he just tried to do it in some little Periscope podcast, oh, maybe the virus mm. is not naturally occurring. Here you go. There's a lot of cloudiness around the origins of COVID-19 still. Um, so I wanted to ask, are you still confident that it developed naturally? No, actually, I, th that's the point that I said uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we <clears throat> find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened certainly the people who've investigated say it, it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals but it could have been something else and we need to find that out now we're going to get to why that i want to get all of our focus to fauci so i have to get this out of the way to be fair that was a slanted interview um i suspected that the interviewer had daddy issues and we actually did find an earlier interview from her career he wouldn't he didn't even try Bring this side by side. Come on. That is. <laughs> I didn't say it. That is I bad. thought you were going <laughs> to. It's so obvious. Bring it back up. Oh, my God. Bring it God. back up. Oh. It's the what about. It's the what about. Bob. What about Bob and you're afraid. You're afraid you're going to yeah. be sucked out. Yeah. I'm and not I'm afraid Peter I'm going to be wins. sucked out. You're afraid you're going to be sucked out of the plane, Dad. Your dad's Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. My dad's Peter Pan. It's on Awareness Day. I love it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, I, some are trying to say that this is, I know, it is unbelievable, right? It's him, right? It is. I think it's him. God, I think it's him. It's him. He hasn't been in movies in like 20 years. It's the most brilliant comedic coup <laughs> in entertainment history. Laid low for about three decades, then come out on Pan Visibility Day. Yeah. <laughs> Legs on like turkey dick. <gasps> what? It's him. Okay, Tourette's. So, um, <laughs> some people are trying to say this is. Some people are trying to say that this is not a flip flop from Fauci. That he, well, he's oh, because he always sort of would couch his words a little bit and like, well, I'm very. Let me let's go through uh, just things that he said recently. This is May 5th, where he told Politico, the overwhelming likelihood is that the virus passed from bat to human via another species as SARS and MERS did, rather than leaking from a lab. Okay? Not to mention his vehement argument with Rand Paul less than two weeks ago, in case you've forgotten. The SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses, and the serology to see who might have been or, infected. Or perhaps... Except uh, tests, by the way, of 80,000, 80, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 80,000 animal samples uh, all came back negative. 
for COVID-19. The bat species, who they were saying would carry the coronavirus, they, they, they live about 1,000 miles away wow. uh, from Wuhan, and they would have been in hibernation. So, look, this is something. So, again, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. We talked about it. I don't think I don't think that the Chinese deliberately waged no. biological warfare. I think they were careless and I think they lied about it. And I think Donald Trump was pretty tough on it. And Joe Biden was very easy on it. And I think yeah. that we've been removed from YouTube for going against the World Health Organization who hung up on representatives of Taiwan because they didn't want to act as though they even exist. And you are not allowed to go against the word of China. These posts, these stories were removed and now it's being more that it's being acknowledged as more than likely that it didn't occur naturally so this is my question why would fauci have been so vehement why would he could it be because trump was claiming for a very long time from the beginning this is april 2020 that it started in a lab have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves mm. because they're like the public relations agency for China. And keep in mind, removed deplatform from YouTube as well, the president of the United States. YouTube, Facebook, wow. Twitter, the story from the New York Post was removed where they said it might have leaked in a lab. Yep. This is important to note because they all, they didn't, go against the science, they went against Fauci. And after that, keep in mind, Fauci then undercut President Trump. Uh, I think it was National Geographic, who they do wonderful specials on mermaids. They do. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Coverage that, uh, here you go, here's the clip. Dr. Anthony Fauci is shooting down theories like the that the coronavirus was man-made. He tells National <laughs> Geographic everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. Fauci added he does this not back believe then, another Trump was making the that claims. the virus occurred naturally, but was accidentally released into the public from a lab in China. Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, tells a National Geographic that the evidence is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. In an interview with National Geographic magazine, Dr. Anthony Fauci says there is no scientific evidence the virus was made in a Chinese lab. So again, we showed you that Tucker Carlson, New York Post, New York Times, an Indian newspaper, they all had stories removed from social media. Not to mention there are so many, we see these as big stories. How yeah. many people were removed for retweeting? How many people were removed yeah. from planks? We know on this show, Half Asian lawyer Bill Richmond said, well, you can't go with that until it's 100% verified. Well, then how can you do investigative journalism? The whole point of a theory and chasing down a lead is that it hasn't been verified yet. Now, keep in mind, Donald Trump back then was saying this started, uh, it's very likely that this started yeah. in China. World Health Organization should be ashamed of itself. Fauci, all of them saying, no, no, World Health Organization is, they are beyond reputable. We need to trust them. Look, do you think that if back then at this time during the election, also, keep in mind, by the way, the Hunter Biden story was removed. Yeah. Same thing. New York Post removed Tucker Carlson. Our, our retweeting of the story removed with Hunter Biden. Do you think that if before the election, what Donald Trump was saying, which now seems like it was true, and the Hunter Biden story, which we know was true. And by the way, 12% of people who voted for Biden said that if they had known about the Hunter Biden story, would've, probably would have changed their yeah. vote. That would have been enough to change the election. Do you think that maybe if Americans knew, hey, 
This originated in a lab, and China has lied about it, and the World Health Organization seems like they might be complicit, and we have Donald Trump, who's the toughest on China of any president, versus Joe Biden, who obviously signed off on TPP and is pro-international trade, pro-globalization. Do you think that maybe that could have had an impact on the election? That's why this one is the worst. And no wonder America's trust in Fauci has eroded by over 42% wow. in one year. It should have been eroded in that interview. Absolutely. Well, this is just another consequence of their actions trying to paint Donald Trump as a racist. Remember when he did the flight bans from China? They said it's xenophobic, and they went out to Chinatowns to try to say, oh, this is terrible. He, all he was saying is, guys, you have to look at this situation clearly and see. He's not saying that Chinese people are bad and that you need to go out on the streets and beat people up. He wasn't anti-Asian at all. He didn't all. say it came from Chinese Americans no, either. No, he said no. China the country. Exactly. called the, the Kung media. Flu, the Wuhan virus. Yeah. He even narrowed it to a city. Because he and he was saying Wuhan that from what we know could have come from a lab. Well, and he didn't even go that far to say that the Kung flu or anything like that until he got pushback that he couldn't say it at all. And he's kind of like a comedian, like, all right, well, that pissed you off. This is really going to make you mad, right? right? He went to the next step. Yeah. And it's it like was, the Wuhan virus, like you can't say Wuhan virus. I'm sorry. Look, I, I'm sorry. I meant to say Kung flu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hope I've crystallized my thoughts for you, Jake Tapper. Hey, <laughs> later on, I've got a side of my ass. I hope you're ready to kiss it. Geraldo, stop throwing tissues, you bitch. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is why it, it's dangerous to paint that individual into that corner and say everything they do is racially motivated because it keeps you from seeing something that could be objectively true, that this probably came from a lab, that it probably was them mishandling stuff or manufacturing something, which I think was what Rand Paul was going for. Like, you guys are doing gain-of-function research over here, and you know about it, and it's dangerous. Yeah. You need well, to stop, and we need to stop funding it. Yeah, and he was trying to say, well, we didn't fund any direct gain of research, but that's like saying, well, we don't directly yes. fund any abortions when we give money to Planned Parenthood, yeah. but they don't have mammogram machines. They've never conducted a breast exam. Isn't science a theory? Isn't the vaccine essentially a theory? It's why it's practicing medicine. Yeah. If you're not allowed <laughs> to question anything, what's the point of any of it? Well, especially, too, they just this is they don't see people as individuals. That's a really good point. But you look at uh, the Wuhan lab. Yeah. Whistleblower, some of them just disappeared. Yeah. Donald Trump cared about them. You said go with the World Health Organization. Donald Trump said, what's going on over there? How many lives do you think could have actually been saved? How many people who actually would have been refugees, right, seeking asylum from a government that would kill them for being a whistleblower, um, how many of them did you harm? Leftists by saying, no, 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 World Health Organization or Nancy Pelosi going on down eating dumplings, right, in February yeah. down in Chinatown. Come on down, because the Chinese are beyond questioning. And by that, we mean the Chinese Communist government, because we don't stand up for the people who protest and we don't stand up for Taiwan and we don't stand up for Hong Kong because LeBron has a commercial releasing out there. So it is, it really is one of those things. No, no, it's not anti-Chinese. You, if you are pro, just like I say, you can't be pro-equity and pro-equality. You've yeah. got to pick one or the other. You cannot be pro-World Health Organization and pro-China, meaning the Chinese government, and pro-Chinese people. You've got to pick one. You've got to pick, are you anti-ChiCom, anti Chinese communist government? Are you anti-propaganda from the World Health Organization who doesn't acknowledge Taiwan as a person? Are you anti-NBA not allowing people to even discuss the Hong Kong protests? Or are you pro all those things? But you can't say that you support the Chinese people, that yeah. the Chinese Americans, Asian Americans of any kind. You can't. You can't do it if you don't question the communist Chinese government, which, by the way, Fauci was all too eager to carry their water. Oh, They're doing fantastic work. When is the Chinese government doing fantastic work on anything? Well, I mean, they are doing a great job at killing their own citizens and taking all the Uyghurs. That's not a good thing, but they're they're doing it efficiently. They're pretty good at uh, fat shaming that uh, Steve Merchant lookalike Greta Thunberg <laughs> over there. Yeah.
to see that they're like she was she was saying <laughs> like terrible china game. has worse emissions they're like look at her she's so fat i don't think she's vegan <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that was that actually their response on fruit and yeah. vegetable you don't you don't get face like full moon eating vegetable <laughs> <laughs> how dare you oh your world not going to work on us we drown people in bathtub <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't care fatty i can't hear you your bees pronounced from your throat <laughs> <laughs> you fat! How did you make it past the birth? You were called the too many. <laughs> it's just they, they said, and then she said they fat so shamed her. No, look, it's horrible. The Chinese Communist government. They are. I, I will horrible, side with yes. Greta Thunberg over the Communist Chinese government. It, it would take a second, but yes. But come on, I, guys. I think, let's uh, not go nuts. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Hope for a double Equality. knockout. Equality. <laughs> Hope for a double knockout like Rocky Three. Ding, ding. And then freeze frame. Yeah. Uh, by the way, smash that rumble button. You guys who are watching uh, on Rumble right now, and of course, I think they can leave comments on Rumble. Uh, we want to hear from you uh, how it's working over that rumble when you're watching it. How you're watching it, because I know we can't stream it live right now. It right. goes up a little bit later. So hopefully we'll get to the point where we can stream an archive and figure out what's going on with YouTube. Okay, here's something that I really wanted to touch on. Oh, boy. This guy, uh, I think his name, what's his, what's his name there, uh, uh, Token Allen? Is, it, is his real name Ethan? Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Is it? Uh, the H. Yeah, yeah. It's Ethan. Ethan. What is it there? Ethan Klein. Ethan Klein, your oh, mic's on you're, there. You're the, you're the audio guy. Ethan Klein. There you go. I love how the the sub audio guy has to. No, I'm so, that, that, that's, that's my fault. I was I was trying to play a clip. <laughs> Ethan so Klein, right? So this uh, is H3H3. is like a popular podcast on YouTube, yeah. and um, this is kind of when people criticize podcasts, right? When they're saying, "Look, anyone can do a podcast," and it's, it used to be with radio or television, you had to fundamentally be interesting. Yeah. And I understand <laughs> that, but I also have a problem with gatekeepers because sometimes there were interesting yeah. people who couldn't make it through the gatekeepers because they were too controversial, right? But then there were some people who have no business really being on air because they don't offer anything. So this exhibit here of H3H3 Productions <laughs> is is perfect. It's like, you know this, when you've done stand-up, right, and then every stand-up community is like, I do a podcast, people go like, oh yeah, my husband's unemployed too. Yes, of course. <laughs> right? There's over one million. Did right. you know that? Yeah. I, I, it doesn't surprise me. Seven are good. But they, they were uh, upset about Joe Rogan, I guess, something, something Joe Rogan talking about masks. I just think this is one of the most, po one of the more popular podcasts on YouTube from what I understand. I don't think I've ever seen a more perfect encapsulation of groupthink and discouraging any sort of critical thinking whatsoever and laughing about it with no self-awareness. This is my favorite clip uh, of the year. Let's roll it. They said you got to wear a mask. So I'm out there wearing a mask. Yeah. Wow, big deal. And then now they say, you know, if you're outside, you don't Wait need to wear it. a mask. It's pretty simple. You want to talk about who's dumb? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole, the CDC is like this whole governmental body with scientists and shit that just tell us what to do. You don't have to think about it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> After dark. <laughs> Seriously, they just tell you. You don't have to think about it, dude. Come on. By the way, do what they mean, tell you. My, my rule is, right, whatever we say, always just extend the context a minute in either direction. It only gets worse. Like, <laughs> Joe Rogan's so stupid. Why is he questioning uh, any, like, the CDC or Fauci? Yeah, seriously, bro. You're not a doctor. I don't even I don't want to think about things. 
I just do what people tell me. And we just went through with Fauci how he went from it occurred in nature. Oh, no, it may have happened in a lab. They've been wrong. So you could, if you do that, there are many instances where you could have made yourself very sick. Well, yeah, when do I follow them? (laughs) At what point along the chain of their changing their mind do I go, well, that's the way I should go. No, sorry, that's the way I should go. You you didn't understand his last half. Uh. You don't even have to think about it, dude. (laughs) You're already too far out of... (laughs) The prison that he set, they tell you what to do. You don't even have to think about it, dude. Look, that's not a good rule of thumb no. for anything in life, but they act like everyone in here is the idiot. Are, are there any people that watch this podcast? Is it like, does it have- like, I think it's relative. Yeah, yeah, it's popular. Seriously? Here's how I'll guarantee you something. If there's a guy and a, a man and a woman, I should say, on one side of the desk and the woman is in a sideways hat, uh, uh, everything they're saying is useless. <laughs> he does not- he doesn't talk like he's thought about anything in life. Well, that's no, what's funny that you like, just, because she went after Joe Rogan because apparently I think he made fun of her hat or her mask oh, or something. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, what happened was Joe Rogan said, why is this girl, uh, she's outside and she's wearing a double mask. She's like, yeah, I was wearing a double mask because at that time the CDC was saying, even if you're vaccinated, you have to wear a double mask. So I wore a double mask. Yeah. Don't even think about it, dude. I wear a double hat, both sides. Imagine, and look, imagine if that was applied. Uh, any, I mean, that's exactly, Maoist China. Yeah. Into a rush, USSR. I mean, but that is what, that's what, the, in other words, the government would come in and try and recondition you. That's right? exactly what Goebbels listen, wanted, yeah. You may hear things that speak out against government, but you are not to listen to them. Hey, listen, I don't even want to think about it, dude. We don't need slide presentation. Go to next house. They're, yeah. they're good. Exactly. It's great. They just said don't think in so many words. Yeah. yeah. We including the words don't and think. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. We're going to take your crops now, and uh, good luck with the weight loss. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Yeah. If you if they we... tell you what to think, you don't even have to think about it, dude. And they're the kind of people. Yeah. You know those people where let's say you make a self-deprecating joke, and, yes. and then you say something like I meant to do that, and then there's that girl who thinks she's really clever. She's like, Yeah. Right. Like, no, he didn't. It's like, oh, you caught something. This is what that yeah. is. Like, you don't even have to think about it, dude. People out there are thinking. <laughs> Why? If a few Why? more people had thought about it, we'd probably have a lot more European Jews alive, a lot more Russians alive, a lot more Cambodians alive, a lot more Chinese alive. They've all been massacred because people didn't think about it. Okay? Yeah. Hey, hon, let's do a podcast where we talk about things that we don't think about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just let's just not think and broadcast. Mm. What could go wrong? Hey. Follow us on Instagram, by the way, or follow me on Instagram, uh, because, uh, you know, listen, right now we're not on YouTube. There's plenty of stuff that goes there. And it's a live show, Monday uh, through Thursday, right at 10 a.m. Eastern. Just tune in. If you're not a member at Mug Club, that's where you get an hour's worth of more show. And uh, go to CrowderShop.com, Father's Day merch. This is, I believe, the last day. So you is it last day or last week? No, sorry. I got an update from Manny while we were on the air that June 9th is be the last day. It's going to be the last day so you can get your Father's Day merch. Wait, when's Father's Day? In time. I don't know. I think it's like June. I don't celebrate the Hallmark holidays. Listen, well, listen. That's why my wife knows that she will have an empty stocking by the fire on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, you're going to start celebrating Father's Day soon. June 20th. I think you won't. June 20th. Okay. So, how about Sweetest Day? Do you do something for Sweetest Day? You guys. Sweetest Day? You get Sweetest. What Dave knows? What the hell is Sweetest Day? What is you never day? heard of Sweetest Day? No. It's a, it's a, like a light Valentine's Day where you, you got to randomly buy her flowers. Or guess when it is? Not hit her. Roughly six months from freaking the, the February fourteenth yep. Valentine's Day because people needed to sell more cards and candies. Is this new? Selfish bastard. No, it's been around for. You never heard of Sweetest? Day? I've never heard it's of a Sweetest Midwest Day. day. You've it's never a got. Oh, it's not a. It's not a. It's a, definitely not a Texas. Thing. He's from Michigan. Look, he's look, born in Michigan. <laughs> Contrary to H3's prescription, I've thought about it, yeah. and I won't allow it. Oh, okay. There will be no sweetest day in my household 
In my household, every day is bitter. Oh, jeez. All right. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of bitter, let's go to this uh, gentleman from the UK who's still pissed that their number one draft pick got away. Um, not me, America. Uh, oh, yeah. John Oliver did a segment, Clear. okay? And look, I, I think that John Oliver, I think he's getting less funny, but I've always said I think he can be funny. He can, yeah. Yes. Um, but when you look at some of his sources that he uses, he's not like Samantha Bee who doesn't work. She's the laziest person mm-hmm. in showbiz and is unfunny. John Oliver is, is funny. But it does rub Americans the wrong way when you have a Brit who has to come to the United States and make it and then bitch about how crappy the United States mm-hmm. is. It's not one of those cliche, like, if you don't like it, get the hell out. But it's like, if you don't like it, you know, get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're English and you come yeah. over here and you're like, oh, you guys are so terrible. Well, okay, just be successful in England. The British invasion happened because you're not successful worldwide unless you're successful in the United States. That's the truth, okay? This is the really cool party. I know it's not popular to say, but I still think it's the greatest country, certainly in comparison to the UK. Of course. And I think, if anything, we're just cooler because we kicked your ass. It's school hard. It's schoolyard rules. <laughs> it's true. You were the twice. tough bully. We, we beat kicked your twice. ass. We twice. rubbed your face in it. Yeah. Well, two times. Even the French got in on that action. They don't win this. anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you sent us an overrated band with bowl cuts, right? <laughs> yeah. Before that, they were a, they were an Elvis cover band. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they gave them some bowl cuts and started singing about "Want to Hold Your Hand." Like we don't know what they're talking about. Beatles suck. Cardi, they're B- the worst. No, I say no, thank you. On, yes. Come on. I don't. No, like I agree. Them. They are overrated. I'm sorry. Very I get their point in history. I know you're going to go into a thing. I understand. <laughs> I understand though their value in rock and roll, but they suck. Thank That's you. my point. Unpopular but true, Dave. What about Oasis? Of course I love Oasis. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. After all, they're my wonder wall, my friends. <laughs> if only that guy, just, just because Noel was saying, he's like, we're, bi- we're bigger than the Beatles, yeah? And bigger than Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so you're one of those funny guys. No, I don't have a sense of humor. I'm bigger than Jesus Christ. Okay, well, now oh, you've basically geez. had two yeah. albums and oh. uh, no longer popular. Actually, you had two hits. Yeah. <laughs> was it Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger? Is that it pretty much? Yeah, I think so. Wonder, yeah. Champagne only, Supernova? That's about it. That's, yeah, three. I'll go three. Supernova. Yeah. In he puts school. an R. <laughs> They're like, we invented English. Really? Mm. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, P, Q, R, 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 A, Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Either you don't speak the language or you have a learning disability. <laughs> yeah, they were just the Beatles without trying acid. Yeah. Well, that's true. Okay, all right. So we've gotten off anyway. topic. Let's get back to John <laughs> Oliver. Let's go wreck. But I so, need support me addressed. So John Oliver did a whole segment on stand your ground laws. Mm. And it was one of those things. I was in the bathtub watching it doing, you know, the steam because I'm sick. I don't have COVID. That's the only thing that I know. Go and uh, right away, my first sort of pass through with this is I just pause it, go bullshit, and I leave a note because I'm like, I don't I don't have all the sources available right away. Sometimes I'd say I have about 80% of the sources. Yeah. And then right afterward, I just run a quick search and I can find exactly why his sources are biased and why they're not true. Almost everything he says in here is wrong. I encourage you to go watch the full segment, okay? I encourage you to go watch the full segment at John Oliver at the time of this. There's like six something million plays. I don't know. You need to see it for context. Uh, we're showing most of the clips today, but there's a lot of sort of anecdotal stuff that he throws in, and it's irrelevant, but it's used to draw an emotional reaction. Of course, you're going to see arguments of racism. But let's go through this point by point, 
For anyone out there who feels like you need to be armed and ready figuratively with information when someone tries to spout these points at a dinner table because they can't be bothered to do basic research, John Oliver stands your ground, dishonest or incorrect. Take your pick on every point that he makes. Clip A. Our main story tonight concerns guns. You know, big pew-pew sticks that go boom-boom. This story isn't so much about guns themselves as it is about one particular law that's significantly expanded how they're used. I'm talking about stand-your-ground laws. Right away! Objection, Your Honor. Yep. He misrepresents the law, okay? Stand-your-ground is not only about guns, okay? It's not about only guns. It's a law that states, this is the law, no duty to retreat from the situation before resorting to deadly force, not limited to your home, place of work, etc. This means your hands, yeah. this means knives, this means a frying pan, and you can find plenty <laughs> of examples of someone defending themselves under the justification of the law, stand your ground, that doesn't involve a firearm. It is relevant, of course, because he will go on to make some, some firearm statements, which are incorrect. Of course. This is, and let me set the stage here. It's one of three sort of main laws, and they're not the same thing. They'll be conflated later on. The alternatives are the Castle Doctrine. Okay, the Castle Doctrine states that if a defendant is, is, is in his home, he is not required to retreat prior to using deadly force in self-defense. Um, some states uh, include place of work, occupied vehicles. Then there's a different version, the duty to retreat. Yeah. And this was sort of standard for a while. This requires a person as a first response to back away or flee from a threat threatening situation rather than attempting self-defense by deadly force. Notice there's no mention of guns in any of those laws because the same applies to any weapon or even hand-to-hand -hand and can extend into mutual combat laws in states. Right away, misrepresentation. It's important for you to, to, to know that. Okay. Uh, do you have something to say? Yeah, I was going to say, even, even if he was right that these are all guns being used, it doesn't expand how you use them. It, it doesn't change anything about how you use them. It's only about what happens after they're used. Right. That's it. What it does change if you're allowed to defend yourself. It does. Whereas right? in some states you're not, and we'll get to that. Where we about? To I, I just want to say that uh, pew pew sticks that go boom boom is hilarious. He stole it from the Muppets. He did. Oh yeah. I've used that many times. Where I've talked yes. about boom boom sticks. That's from Muppet Treasure Island, which is, by the way, ironically, a national treasure. Mm. That was a John Oliver joke. I don't feel good about it. Let's go to the next clip. <laughs> 30 states currently have them, and while they were initially pitched as a law and order measure to protect people forced to make difficult decisions in impossible life or death situations, in practice, they can be evoked in incidents that really seem like they didn't need to turn deadly. The man who shot and killed a father of four we'll at a yep. florescent bar is free tonight. So far, the gunman's not facing charges for the shooting at Show Me's Bar and Grill on Wednesday afternoon. The St. Louis County prosecutor says Wonder he needs more time yeah. to decide whether he'll prosecute the gunman. That's because Missouri's stand your ground law is complicated. Scott Barry was killed when an argument over how heavy a dog could weigh became physical. Holy shit. Not only is that a massive overreaction, it's a pointless argument. That's also a massive misrepresentation. They were referring to the strippers at show me's when they used the term <laughs> dog. Should have gone to Jiggles. Oh so, no. <laughs> this is an intellectual fallacy. There is a place called Jiggles in Oregon. I saw it off oh, the freeway when I was doing a segment with Chael Sonnen, and yeah. I said, what is Jiggles? He goes, oh, don't go there. <laughs> There's usually very very few small town strip clubs where they're like, yeah, you should check it yeah, out. That's just, it's yeah. filled with go. our best. They have wonderful brunch. Okay. <laughs> Intellectual fallacy alert here. This is where he's conflating issues. Here's what John Oliver just did. He led with the actual letter of the law, the intent of the law, why it was created. Okay? Right. That part is true as far as standard ground. Now, it's important to note, that part has not changed. He then conflates that with extreme examples regarding interpretation of the law. 
Like, it could be used to, and then he tries to convince you that these examples are the rule rather than the exception. Look, you can do the same, this is something that people do all the time, you can do the same with murder laws, okay? They're designed to stop people yeah. uh, from murdering innocent civilians, right? You are not allowed to murder, that's why it's illegal. You can't attack a civilian unprovoked. That's why they exist, doesn't what? change. But sometimes, in non-stand-your-ground states or countries, people defending their own families or properties have been charged with murder. No way. In other words, when someone breaks into their house, that's a problem with the interpretation of that law. Doesn't mean that murder being illegal is wrong, but you may have a problem with a municipality or a judge. Let me give you a few examples. In 2014, 25-year-old Yusuf Abalgogawad, I don't know how to pronounce his name, oh. I don't think he'll be too mad about it. Huntington Station, New York, was arrested and charged with man slaughter for defending his mother's home during an attempted burglary. 2018, 70-year-old Richard Osborne Brooks of the UK, happens all the time in the UK, was arrested for stabbing an intruder who was already wanted by police for a separate burglary. 2010, a firearms instructor, Ian Thompson, in Canada was initially charged with four offenses after defending his home from intruders. This is an interpretation of bastardization of murder laws. It goes, the exact same argument that he makes can go the other way. And that's why you have to get to the spirit of, okay, should law-abiding citizens be afforded the basic God-given right to self-defense or should our laws favor criminals? If you believe they should favor criminals, that's a duty to retreat law. If you believe that they should favor citizens, that's where you have a stand your ground law. Yeah. Duty to retreat, plenty of examples like I just gave you, that's what led to anti-heroes like Dirty Harry and like Death Wish in the 60s and 70s after these crime waves where people felt helpless and so the cop took it into their own hands because Americans thought that the police were not doing their job because they had been hamstrung due to political correctness. We're right there again. So let's be really clear about where Don Oliver's lining up. Okay, let's go to another, uh, another clip. Given the prevalence of stand your ground laws and the racial disparities in who they do there and crucially don't protect, what? we thought tonight it'd be worth taking a look at. Another, oh, one of John Oliver's <laughs> cruelest lazy tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled the racism card right away. Yeah. What's even interesting, he doesn't really come back to it in any he substantial doesn't. way. He just wants to throw it out there like a smokescreen. Just racism! Right. Watch the video, you'll see. Wait, hold on a second. But what about the nothingness? I already threw out the race card. So. Uh -oh. Look, I bet you he's going to use it to conflate statistics regarding certain races exercising legally available rights with the idea that they were designed to oppress minorities in the first place. Like people try and say that the police force is racist. Right, yeah. We've already done that. I don't know exactly what he's going to do with it. I'm acting as though this is in real time. Of course, oh, yeah, I've yeah. watched this coming. He doesn't do anything with it because he's a liar. Uh, <laughs> smash that Rumble button if you're watching this on Rumble. If you're watching this on YouTube, just leave a comment and like. Just had to point that out. Nothing substantial. Just ah. racism argument. Okay. All right, John Oliver. Had to fit that in there. Good for you. Your HBO overlords must be happy. Let's go to the next <laughs> clip. Let's start with why exactly stand your ground laws were created. Because before they came along, most states already had self-defense laws on the books that traditionally included an element known as a duty to retreat. Good. Meaning you couldn't resort to using deadly force in a confrontation if you could safely avoid or de-escalate it. Now, in many states, an exception That's not open to, to interpretation. Not at all. Castle doctrine, a legal theory arguing that your home is your castle and there you can use deadly force much more broadly to protect yourself against intruders. Okay, incorrect. Couple of things here. He tries to conflate saying, well, the duty retreat in addition to castle. No, no, no. There are many states that are either duty to retreat yeah. states or castle doctrine states. To act as though duty to retreat was created to go along with castle doctrine is just not true. So, for example, there are, uh, I think, 23 states with castle doctrine laws. Mm -hmm. There are 15 states with duty to retreat laws. There are only eight states that have both. And the reason that stand your ground laws 
exist are precisely because of the vague language where he just was saying, you know, stand your ground allows you to defend yourself, but then people could just shoot people over how much a stripper weighs. Well, look, the reason <laughs> it was created, sorry, dogs, dogs, uh, is because of the vague language interpreted the same thing right here in the safely able to retreat. Well, what's safely able to retreat? Right. Does it, what, you have a back door? What if it's being blocked? What if there's a basement exit? What if there's a window, right? What if you're in public and you could run, but it's an open field, the guy has a gun, he has an open shot. The point here is that is where the, when liberals love to use the word nuance, nuance exists and in a life or death situation, I don't believe it should be incumbent on the law-abiding citizen to yeah. determine if they can retreat without losing their lives because there are most examples of someone being mugged, for example, for their wallet, for their watch, okay? Give them your wallet or your watch. However, there are plenty of examples where people just get killed because the guy's on drugs, because the guy's had a bad day. That's why you never go into a you never go into an alleyway. You never go somewhere isolated. And if at any point someone is committing a crime against you, even if they haven't harmed you yet, but they could, it is your moral obligation to take your opportunity to take them out if you get it because you don't know. They've put you in a position to fear yeah. for your life. Well, and then somebody will come along and say, well, they only had a knife. And we've heard that recently with right. cases in Ohio, right? Well, they only had a knife, right? Well, they're only going to stab you and kill you, right? So the interpretation thing that has come up, you made a great point earlier. You want to make sure that we lean towards the person who's the innocent victim. We don't want to have to determine, oh, well, look, you could have just run the other way. Well, they were chasing me with a knife. I had no idea if they were going to catch me or not. What if I trip and fall? Right. What if they stab somebody else in the process? So instead of doing that, we say, okay, well, now. What if I'm a woman? They're, they're men. Exactly. Right. Now the onus is on them. You shouldn't have put this person in a situation where they thought their life was on the line. Yeah. That's your fault, criminal. As far as I'm, I've said this, doesn't mean that you deserve to die. But when you do that, you forfeit your right to live. Exactly. You aim a gun, you aim a knife at someone, you break into their property. Doesn't mean that you deserve to die. Doesn't mean I want you to die. But you have forfeited your right to live. Yeah. How does Hollywood make every movie about get to the gun or the knife to save yourself and then go completely <laughs> against it in every single conversation? Uh, because they think that that's just movies. They, they think that it's unrealistic, right? They're, well, sure, because then the guy's in the car after you've decided to find your yeah. safe exit plan. Well, right. And I love the Dark Knight where he's like, I don't use guns. But then he has like a motorbike that has like giant cannons on it that right. shoots people. And I, I'm like, oh, that's how you kill Bane in guns. the end. Good. <laughs> Oh, shit, the mustard. <laughs> the worst part of The Dark Knight in part two is when uh, Morgan Freeman sees all of like the phones are being tapped, and he's like, this is just too far. It's like, really? Everything else was fine. Really? <laughs> and the listening in on phone calls was what got you. You gave him an invisible suit and an underground yeah. tank. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you're like, well, these people are trying to have a private conversation. <laughs> too much power That's for one man. But this is insanely stupid. You should be allowed to defend yourself with a weapon and nobody in, a, in trying to save themselves should have to sit there and go, well, what's a good strategy to get out of here? Yeah. Hold on while you... Yeah, don't stab me yet. Well, I look, see a window. Right. And, and the, the other side is true, too. If you go in and lie and say, well, this guy was yelling at me and I was just afraid for my life, that shouldn't stand up either. You have to be able to you know where that somewhat does stand prove up? that. That stands up in a court of law in the UK if you're the criminal. Well, that's true. You're going yeah. to say, oh, listen, Your Honor, I was invading his house. That bit is true. true. Okay, guilty. We all have improvements to work. Right, I'm working on myself, but he didn't have to aim a Lego gun at me. I feared for my life. I would like uh, 10 million quid, yeah? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sold. Happens all the time. So yeah. remember those examples that it I also sorry, it also works on married with children when a burglar broke in and hurt himself and then sued the Bundys and won. Oh, no, yeah. that's true. Those are the other cases yeah. in which this makes oh. sense. That happened. Oh, and it, this is where I was talking about the examples that I listed earlier. Legal scholars deemed there was enough of a danger, right, of misinterpretation under this idea of, you know, safely retreat. Yeah that the language and stand your ground laws had to be created. That's right. important. People need to understand that it was a response to a lot of people going, safely retreat, I cracked my skull. Yeah. Safely retreat, my kids were in the next room and people were being found guilty for defending themselves. So many people believe that this is more direct, stand your ground. The law leaves less room for interpretation, less prone to being misguided or abused by judges with judicial activism, and uh, of course, preserves your God-given right to self-preservation. So understand, stand your ground was a response to the vagity, if that's the word, vagueness, I don't know, vagrancy that was associated with duty to retreat, as you see, by shit in the streets in San Francisco. Okay, let's go to next clip. <laughs> but the important part of her story concerns what she claims a police chief said to her after she told her story publicly. The police chief told me well, in that situation, if you'd called the police, we'd have arrested you because you were the only one who employed the use of deadly force. And that made me angry. And that argument is the absolute core of the case for Stand Your Ground laws, that Marion Hammer could have been arrested for simply defending herself. Now, she wasn't, of course. That didn't happen. But someone said that she might have been, and that made her angry. Oh, intellectual fallacy again. But before that, Joe Lewis, come on, we got to show this is ridiculous. We right have here. a camera on him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not a care in the world. All right. So look, it's not about what that cop, what some cop may have told right, her. Yeah. Again, it's about the law, John Oliver. In a duty to retreat state or a county, she absolutely could have been legally arrested and punished as we've known. It happens all the time, especially in the UK. She was told after the fact that had she called the cops, that would have been the scenario. She wasn't yeah. arrested because they weren't there to witness it. We have plenty of examples of that happening. That is not an uncommon story. Here's what he's doing. He's taking an anecdote and saying, see how the law could be abused? See, this didn't happen here. It doesn't matter. The law before Stand Your Ground, said that it could, and it happened to a lot of people. It didn't happen to her. That's just happenstance. She got lucky. And then he goes on to try and character assassinate this woman. And uh, this is a trick that happens a lot. And this is why I say context above content. More specifically, timelines. And you'll see how when people don't tell you the timeline, it's very easy to make a blatant lie seem like the truth. But a few things there, because while everything about Marion Hammer seems like a sweet everyday grandmother, right down to this feline glamour shot of her posted on a cat breeder's website, you should know she's also one of the country's most powerful gun lobbyists and a former president of the NRA. She has personally helped push through dozens of gun laws in Florida alone, including a 1987 bill allowing conceal and carry permits, a law then duplicated in some form in almost every state, leading to more than 16 million Americans currently having licenses to carry concealed handguns. Okay, now, this is not a trick question. Do you see what he just did there? I think you guys probably know because you've, you've done the research here, but do you see the trick? He goes, look, you can't trust her because she's an activist. Yeah. NRA. That happened after the incident, right? She was, she was accosted. She, was, she could have died by a car full of men in the mid-1980s. She came forward with her story, and she became a prominent figurehead in the NRA in 1995. 
That context oh, yeah. matters. When someone is still alive today because of the Second Amendment, and so they dedicate their life to preserving it, you don't get to say, look, this was a Second Amendment advocate. No, it's just like, uh, I don't know, Russell Brand with, with tantric yoga, whatever the hell it is, and then they decide they're going to be an advocate for it. The sequence of events matters. And by the way, that's not at all uncommon, particularly with gun laws. Happens all the time. Yeah. For many people out there, they had their flash of genius moment where they realized, oh, wow, I never thought I would need a gun. The scenario where I needed it, I realized that this entire situation could have been stopped. Where do you think Mothers Against Drunk Driving came from? Somebody whose kid was killed by a drunk driver. It tends to be a personal experience that pushes you into these fields. And by the way, I thought activists were fantastic. We just saw a summer of love full of them out there just demanding their rights and burning stuff down and stealing Nikes at the same time. But I digress a little I bit. I thought activism was fantastic. Yeah. I thought female activists were fantastic, especially women with bowl cuts. Yeah. Apparently, she didn't check all the right boxes. <laughs> well, and we, Yeah, she we, does have great Randy Quaid <laughs> and kingpin hair. <laughs> <laughs> she really does. And look, he tries He tries to go to the next step, and he tries to make it about this concealed carry thing being right. bad. A group of people that are more likely to obey the law than police officers. Yes. You should want everybody to be concealed carry then. Right. Um, now, now here, here's what's unfortunate, right? It's when you have people who become Second Amendment activists because they were irreparably harmed. So in her case, she was lucky. Yeah. In her case, it did, she didn't end up being hurt, which John Oliver says, see, nothing happened. There's a flip side of that where you have a lot of people who are Second Amendment advocates because something did happen, and it's something tragic, and the people didn't have the ability to defend themselves. And so then they become advocates for the rest of their lives. Do you remember Susanna Hupp, right? She was a survivor of the 91 uh, Lubies cafeteria shooting, yeah. which nothing good happens at Lubies. People may think that that's tasteless. This is obviously horrible. Oh. Also, every other day at Lubies. Uh, but yeah. she did uh, lose her parents in the shooting and then became a dedicated Second Amendment activist for people who don't remember. But a couple of months earlier, I had made the stupidest decision of my life. I took my gun out of my purse and left it in my car. Because, as you well know, in the state of Texas, it's sometimes a felony offense to carry a gun in your purse. As I mentioned, I'm not really mad at the guy that did this. And I'm certainly not mad at the guns that did this. They didn't walk in there by themselves and pull their own triggers. The guy that did it was a, a, a lunatic. That's like being mad at a, a rabid dog. I'm mad at my legislators for legislating me out of the right to protect myself and my family. I would much rather be sitting in jail with a felony offense on my head and have my parents alive. Yep. You know what? I don't know what your story is, but I remember the first time I purchased a firearm. Uh, I was, you know, I'd moved from Canada, and so I never actually shot any guns. And then when yeah. I moved to the States, back to the States at 18, I went to a range where the first time I shot like a, I think I shot a Glock 16, and I shot a Ruger, uh, I think it was a Bearhawk that was like a 44 single action revolver. Thought it was cool, didn't own a gun. And I had a, 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 I had a nightmare that was so real uh, of home invaders. And I just remember thinking like, oh, I was in a room trying to, and I realized I had nothing yeah. that I could do. And I woke up in a cold sweat. I call, it turns out they had a nice, uh, nice old Taurus revolver from a police auction. That's what I learned on. My wife had a snare. My wife had never owned a firearm. She was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She was in an area now that is, you know, hipsterfied. Um, but back then it was pretty dangerous. Yeah. And she lived with three roommates. One of them was gone on a trip and the other one had just moved out. So it was just her. And she was folding laundry. I remember she was on the phone with me and she'd been, she'd been saying like she kept hearing something that sounded like a knocking at the back door. And she was on the phone with me at this time, and she felt like she had heard someone knocking at the back door that night. Got off the phone with me. Next phone call I get is she has run out to the car with a neighbor waiting for the cops. Because as she, she went downstairs, 
got the next load of laundry, was folding it. She was watching her friend's cat petting it, and there was a man up at the window oh, trying to, you know, jimmy the window and get in. Um, and she saw him, and she acted like, and she ran out, screamed, ran into her car, locked the doors, and called the cops, and then called me. The very next day, she went and she bought a Smith & Wesson revolver with laser grips. And uh, that guy, I believe there had been a lot of rapes in that area. Okay. Keep in mind, this wasn't a break-in where he was casing the joint to make sure that she wasn't there. Right. Right? He knew she was there. He knew she was in that room, and he was up on the window trying to get in. Thank God it wasn't worse than that. But for my wife, she said, I would have been totally helpless. There's yeah. nothing that I could have done. This is a very, very common scenario. And, and, and I hope that people out there, uh, that's why I want more responsible gun owners. I don't want a gun owner with 50 guns. I want 50 people with a firearm. I want more people out there to be a part of the club so that I, I don't have to see more stories of women raped in their house when the husband isn't home or left in an alley for dead and see more stories in the news of uh, perp shot dead in would-be mugging, or as John Oliver calls that, a travesty of justice. So that's why I'm an advocate of firearms, and almost everyone you ask, when you ask them about their first firearm, if they didn't grow up in a family with firearms, they have a story very similar to that, hopefully not as tragic. Okay, next point. Dennis Baxley one of the state representatives who helped draft Florida's bill was adamant that it should not be rolled back. We should stand beside law-abiding citizens. They should not be treated as a criminal. They're doing something positive, which is stopping a violent act from occurring. There are going to be times with close calls near the foul line, is it in or is it out? Who's the assailant and who's the victim? Yeah, there are going to be some close calls. Is it in or is it out? Is it right or is it wrong? Is it self-defense? Or is it a murder provoked by a debate about how much a dog can weigh that turned physical? Who can say? Not that guy. And that is a little bit of the point here. The way most state stand-your-ground laws are constructed, they can make determining questions of guilt incredibly difficult, because it all comes down to perceived fear. Exactly. Just like duty to retreat laws come yeah. down to safely able to retreat. But of course, John Oliver already knows that from the UK. Again, it really comes, we're both, we, we're both acknowledging that at some point there is an interpretation, there is a sliding scale. Yeah. John Oliver sides with criminals every time, sides with making sure the criminals aren't hurt every time. I am siding with your God-given right to self-preservation. Yeah. That's the, there is no in-between. You do have to pick one or the other. Do you want to live in a place like the UK where you say well, there's less gun crime, but there's increasing dramatically violent crime and sick and torture crime and rape, and you can be put in jail if someone does break into your house? Or do you want to live in a society who kicked that society's ass hundreds of years ago and decided that we wanted to ensure the sovereignty of all people so you have the right to own your firearm? I admit that there is an area there, grayscale, but he is saying... Well, it's open to interpretation on just how, how dangerous it was, how fearful for your life you were. Just like how could you, how capable were you of retreating? I are on the side of law-abiding citizens, yeah. he is on the side of criminals. Well, and he always throws back to this argument about the, the, the dog thing, right? The, the, the stripper. Right, one, yeah. Right? He's throwing back to that, like, that's the kind of argument that always leads to this. And in fact, because they had a stand-your-ground law, this is a point he's trying to make, that argument, which was trivial, ended up in somebody dying. I'm like, well, hold on. There's a whole lot between the dog can weigh this, no, the dog can only weigh this, and you're dead. There's a whole lot that happened. What if somebody pulled a knife? It doesn't matter how the argument starts. It matters if it gets physical, and then you start to feel for, fear for your life. You could both be morons for debating this issue but that's not the point and he's trying to make it sound like every case is like that it's a silly argument well stand your ground bang dead don't worry you don't need to argue because he undercuts his own case very oh, quickly yeah. later on but yeah. that's what it is, is they take this it's not even straw man it's just it has nothing to do with anything right and also it's justifying things like well it's a wicker man in, 
Making this yeah. argument won't bring back your fucking honey. I've got a bee helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's like, it's like, but you're justifying like, well, they're breaking into your house and trying to kill you. So that yeah. would be okay. You're trying to put all this stuff out there by just taking one stupid, yeah, road, road rage. There's a lot of reasons people get shot that are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know what? Uh, you know what? There are fewer. Nothing. We'll get to those stats. Fewer carjackings. Places where people are allowed to carry guns. Oh. Guess what? If someone has road rage and I can carry in my car, it's not that much of a problem. Not so much. That's also why I'm a seriously. That's why I've never been in a fight. That's why I don't have road rage because I carry a firearm. Yeah. And I know that I will be held to a higher standard. I am not allowed yep. to drink like you are if I am carrying. So not only uh, are, are concealed carriers more law-abiding citizens, they actually have a higher threshold to meet, and they do consistently more than even police officers. All right, by the way, subscribe yeah. to the podcast on Apple, Android, Spotify. Please, just don't let us lose touch with you here, uh, yeah. you know, whenever we get back on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, the best place always is Mug Club. All right, let's go up to the uh, next point here. He makes about, I don't know, Florida. Whether you legitimately saw someone as a threat, and that is definitionally subjective. What I am afraid of, snakes, clowns, and Tilda Swinton, Jesus Christ, <laughs> might not be what you are. That and it's good. made even harder by the fact that often the I only other person who knows what happened in the incident <laughs> is now dead. Uh. And citing Stand Your Ground as a legal defense has been extremely successful. In Florida alone, as of 2012, nearly 70% of people who claimed it as a defense had gone free. And advocates for these laws will tell you that that's a good thing, that before their introduction, good yeah. people were getting sent to jail all of the time yes. simply for defending themselves. Right. Yes. But they never had much in the way of actual evidence for that beyond hypotheticals like Marion Hammer's story about how someone said she could have gone to jail, but crucially, she didn't. Oh, there was no, well, just because uh, he said there was no evidence. Yeah, it must not be. Yeah, it must, there, there you go. go. Just yeah. dismiss it. That, that eliminates a whole lot of research that his crew might not find at Solon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. You HuffPo? look, you see yeah. Salon, you'll see Slate, you'll see HuffPo. Yeah. Unironically, again, go to loudofcutter.com. This video has all of our posts. Most of them come from the DOJ, FBI, right? We try and use as neutral. Some of them may even be Salon just because we like to rub some salt in your wound. But he says, he says <laughs> people think that's a good thing. Yes. People who believe that folks have the right to defend themselves, seeing more people defending themselves, think that's a good thing. It's like, the advocates of the heartbeat bills suggest that when a baby has its own DNA, an autonomous heartbeat from the mother, that killing it is actually ending a life. There's such a lack of self-awareness. <laughs> Jeez. That, that would by seem the way, to be the moment. Yeah. yeah. It, it also, by the way, uh, it, uh, he doesn't, under, yes, it's hard to prove a negative, right? Because you can't course, go back yeah. and say, were these stand your ground lot? Were people... You, no, because look, they would just have been listed as a gun homicide. That's the issue. Before Stand Your Ground, if someone defended themselves, let's say, being mobbed in the street, let's say it was a Jew with a bunch of Palestinian protesters saying, oh, you Jew, kick his ass, which is happening right, across, yeah. us, across the globe in record numbers right now, which people aren't talking about. Back in the day of duty to retreat, if that Jewish man defended himself, it would just be listed as a gun crime. So, you would, so it is true. There is an absence yeah. of evidence because the law didn't exist yet. But we can compile this to make a case. And he thinks that 70% of Floridians using stand your ground laws as a defense to go free is horrible, right? Horrifying, I think he said. You know what I think is horrifying? Okay, nationally over 200,000 inmates, right, have received expedited release during the first four months of COVID. Wow. California alone, 63,000 violent California inmates. And there's like 70-something thousand. Some of them are double and triple offenders. But let's take the lower number, 63,000 violent 
inmates. Re-released into the state just two months after Bill de Blasio eliminated cash bail in New York City, 482 people released under the new law committed 846 new crimes. A lot of them violent. So he thinks 70% of Floridians using stand your ground law is horrifying. You know what I think is horrifying? In New York City, shootings are up 97% from 2019. Homicides are up 44% from 2019. Burglaries are up 42% from 2019. Not a bastion of stand your ground. You can't even get the sheriff to sign off on a right to conceal. Minneapolis, homicides up 70% from 2019. Robberies, 46%. Arson, up 69%. Wonder where little arson came from there. Mm. Shootings in Portland, up 129%. Homicides, up 52%. I think that is horrifying. Again, he is trying to say, well, there's no evidence. Yeah, because the law didn't exist. But when you add these up cumulatively and you look at states that have stand your ground laws and you look at what's happened, you look at crimes that are committed against civilians, eliminating gang crimes like carjackings, like assaults, they are lower versus places where people are not afforded that right. They are higher. So we have more evidence as well. He says we have none. Again, there needs to be Use it, put on your Sherlock Holmes hat a little bit. Since 1994, gun ownership has gone up 38%. Thank you for that assault weapons ban, Bill Clinton and Joe Biden. You are gun salesman of the year. Handgun ownership, it's up 71%. Concealed carry has gone up over 600% from 2.7 million permits in 1999 to almost 20 million in 2020. Lots of guns, lots of gun carriers. Now, excluding the COVID years and these major cities, violent crime consistently has gone down, with the exception of 2020 because of the Black Lives Matter scourge. Mm. Uh, And, uh, of course, we know what happened there. Billions of dollars in damages. Just that alone is enough to skyrocket the crime rate. It's almost like Google doesn't exist to John Oliver or his staff. I'll use (laughs) Bing and the bent back paperclip. I'll go to Ask Jeeves. (laughs) Web crawler. Cheese. So... I know this doesn't prove causation. <laughs> I'm giving you some stats here. Well, gun, gun, gun ownership went up dramatically. Crime went down dramatic. Gun crime went down dramatically. I own I, guns. I never thought I'd own one. A lot of people feel that. Yeah. 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 It's not that I disliked them. I just did way. I was like, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, the guy told me, look, I got it in this brown paper bag, six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I said, is this legal? You were in Detroit true. and you yeah. didn't own a gun. Dave, you were stupid. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> And I did actually. the only one. Yeah, he's the only person. And there were points I did live in the city, and I, oh boy, should I have. Yeah. Well, go back to John Oliver's comment. 70% of the people that have tried to use this defense got off. Oh, John, so you're telling me 30% of the people who tried to use this erroneously were actually convicted, so it still means that you have to prove that you feared for your life? Dear God. Yeah, that's not a crazy rate. It's not (laughs) like 99%. No. 30% of them, the judge was like, that's bull. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's an awful lot. Well, it doesn't take into account any of. What if all hundred cases? Let's use this. All one hundred cases were actual self-defense, and he said a hundred percent of the people are getting off using this. Yes, because they all were self-defense. John, more information is needed for that stat to mean anything. Exactly. So again, I know what we just talked about: gun crime going down, gun ownership going up. Doesn't necessarily mean causation. I did my. I did the first semester of humanities too. So. <laughs> Again, in the absence of evidence, we need to find the most reasonable explanation here. What else do we have? Let's compare places like California, gun restrictive, to Florida, the place he hates. California, only 92,000 concealed carry permits, 4.4 violent crimes per 1,000 residents. Florida, right? They have 1.3 million concealed carry permits, 3.7 violent crimes per uh, 1,000 residents. 
Um, let's look at stand your ground duty to retreat uh, cities. Compare Miami in a stand your ground state. They have 8.9 deaths per 100,000. To Baltimore, 58.2 deaths wow. per 100,000. Sorry, that's right. That was earlier. I should have mentioned yeah. it was a differential. Um, Wait, Baltimore sucks. Wow. Yeah, 58.27 deaths the per 100,000 people. Who would have predicted you're more likely to die in Baltimore? And by the Miami? way, I don't think of Miami as a bastion of safety either. No, it's either. not. That's no. the thing. I'm, not pick, I'm, I'm trying not to pick like Montpelier, Vermont and compare it to right, Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, in Baltimore, there's less uh, <laughs> Cubans sawing your head off in a bathtub. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Come on, to, guys. to be Scarface, fair, to be fair, they also don't, these statistics don't reflect heads on turtles. That's ah, true. Yes. <laughs> right. That's more of a New Mexico, Arizona kind of thing. I don't know. I they don't. also don't have their own few block radius where they're allowed to do whatever they want, exactly. the wire. Mm. <sighs> All right. Uh, here's another clip where what he talks about. Oh, oh, this next clip. Okay. This is one. I was in the bathtub. Uh-huh. Right, with my, my head salts, sawed off. My Epsom salts. <laughs> Do you slam your hand? You didn't in the have water? to watch, by the way. No one was forcing you to watch. You well, just, I was just <laughs> trying to snort the rest of the bath salts. <laughs> Sorry to the guy who you know yeah. used to have a face. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Uh, so this is one where I was in the bathtub and it was on a small screen, and I I sent over to the research team. I was like, oh, okay, this claim has to be bullcrap, and I gave them three explanations that I thought were likely, and then they watched it on their desktop and they saw that reason number one that I showed them was actually in his overlay. What? It's not making sense now. This will all come <laughs> together. Here is John Oliver making the argument about homicides, the most dishonest you can get. Not only do stand your ground laws not deter crime, they may actually increase violence. In stand your ground states, homicides overall have increased nearly 11% since the law's enactment, whereas in states without those laws, the homicide rate went down by just over 2%. In fact, another study found such laws translate into an additional 600 homicides per year. And if you're thinking, well, come on, you can't draw a straight line between these specific laws and people's actions. Okay, so I'm in the bath and I'm going, all right, and I do this exercise where I pause it and try and respond in real time. Yeah. But he just gave a source that I had never really heard before because it flies in the face of all actual data that we have. But I said, and I wrote this down and I sent it to my friends, I said, sent it to the research team. I said, I'm pretty sure this is bullshit for one of three reasons. Either A, he's including justifiable homicide, or B, you notice that he includes homicide or crime and then talks about how it may increase violence. So my guess yeah. is he's not actually including the total violence, but rather an increase or decrease or somehow. And I said, but I think there's probably something there about, turns out it was the first one. Justifiable homicide is in the source. Oh, jeez. Look, zoom in right there. It's right there. Justifiable. Well, of course, when you say that people are allowed to defend themselves, their life, with stand your ground laws, when they are afraid for their life, he goes, it increases violence. This is the problem. Violence is not immoral. Violence is amoral. I can violently rape a woman or I can violently stop a man from raping a woman. Yeah. He doesn't like Violence. He believes that if a robber shows up to your house and steals things that are priceless, let's say a family heirloom, and maybe slaps your wife around a little bit, but doesn't really have any intent to kill, and you do nothing, that's a better scenario than if you blew him away because it's more violent. I disagree. Yeah. I consider the latter the feel-good story of the year. He includes justifiable homicide in the source. Just Take the, the word away out of that, and you have my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Take the word away and you have entirely Jeez. different statistics. <laughs> yeah.
That's unbelievable. Sorry, I slap even, around like... my wife, rub my house, blow them away. All right, go on. What, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> what's the overall crime in those states? Right? This is the stuff. No, it's is astonishing. You're really, you're really just trying to push people into <laughs> not defending themselves. So yeah. it's like, this is the left's answer to everything. So you'd like no police and no ability yeah. to defend ourselves, and that should bring down crime. Good Can work. You, when you allow people to defend their property and their livelihoods, it turns out that more people fucking do. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Because what you have like the pause button, and as a burglar is coming in, you can be like, "Well, he's just going to steal some stuff. I mean, he's probably not going to hurt me." How did you know that he was going to harm you? Well, when I see a man chasing a naked lady down a street with a hard on and a butcher knife, I figure he's not collecting for the Red Cross. Johnny Harry is everything that's wrong with America. No, we like him. Don't like you. Leave. Okay, next clip. (laughs) There's a man in my house. Hey, we we have we actually have a good Blaze chat that kind of goes along with this. Okay. Uh, Emily Trimmer says, "Question as a Brit." Uh, what could I say to convince someone that guns, uh, general self-defense, is actually necessary and a right? It's going to be tough because I tell you what, you have a browbeaten people. You do. You have a people who unfortunately are already at the point where I'm afraid Americans are headed with. You don't even need to think about it, bro. Yeah. Just do what the CDC says. You guys go You guys go along and get along as good little rule follow. And I don't mean you, Emily, obviously. Yeah. But a lot of Brits are more concerned about being perceived as mean or being perceived as anti-immigrant, that they will sacrifice uh, their women's uh, chastity, their children's safety at the altar of political correctness. And I just don't think that a lot of them will understand it. Uh, Maybe you can show them the increasing dramatically violent crime rate uh, in the UK that we haven't had here in the UK. Well, just tell them to do this. Here's a little thought experiment. Why don't you go into one of the Muslim no-go zones that they actually have in England, right? Where you can't go in there because you know some shenanigans. Go in there, hold a Bible, be white, and then tell me you don't want to have a gun. <laughs> go, go for a stroll. Way to bury the lead there, Gerald. <laughs> I just love that he's dressed as Peter Pan. Still. still what dressed. he says is authoritative, but I don't buy it. It's yeah, Peter a, Pan what, Awareness Day. What's taking it away? Um, yeah, Take me seriously. But I want, we'll go back to that there afterward. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try and brainstorm it a little bit. But you know what? I, I'm sorry. America first, sweetheart. I can't solve your problems, especially. <laughs> and I'm not particularly interested in solving the problems of the red coats with short pants. All right, next clip. One of the very first standing ground cases in Texas, that of Joe Horn, who called 911 to report a burglary happening during the day at his next door neighbor's house. I've got a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you An anecdotal stop? story. Nope, don't do that. Uh, Ain't no property worth shooting somebody over, okay? Joe Horn sounds clearly upset. I'm not going to let him get away with it. I can't take a chance on getting killed over this, okay? No. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. Joe Horn knew what the law said, and despite the dispatcher warning him not to go outside 14 times, he did just that and killed two people, with autopsy reports later showing that both men appeared to have been shot in the back. He was explicitly told that property is not worth shooting people over, which is obviously true and certainly not your neighbor's property. Uh, First off, I don't agree. I don't agree that it's obviously true that uh, property is never worth shooting somebody over. I don't agree with that. But, you know, man, that's like my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think Joe Horn should have gone outside, right? So no, I'm I don't. Separate two things. Should he have gone outside, and then what happened after? Well, there's more to the outside, story, but right? No. I don't think he should have gone outside. I think it was a really stupid thing for him to do, especially in the state that he was in, right? If John was telling the truth, if I had been on the jury for something like this or the what, you know, whatever, trying to you know see if there was a case for it, uh, I probably would have been like, "There's got to be some law that he broke, right?" Because he just seems like that was a really dumb thing to do. Maybe after he gets outside, though, that's a different maybe. State. But you know what it is? Here's the issue: we've already heard from John Oliver, he doesn't believe the man should be living freely in any scenario outside of prison if they were charging his house right. and he shot them. It's just like when they say, what about dreamers? What about children here who did nothing wrong? You're acting as though you want them to get citizenship. Okay, we could have common ground if you didn't believe that we have no right to deport violent criminals. Right. The left have sanctuary. We can't even deport illegal immigrants crowding our prison because the left believes it's cruel. So we could argue, yeah, if you're shooting someone in the back, if they're retreating, if they're not presenting a threat, right. it doesn't matter because Don Oliver doesn't believe that if someone is mid-penetration, like the final scene in the book of It, which is really screwed up and unnecessary, that you have the right to defend yourself with a firearm. Right, yeah. So it's, a, it, it's an irrelevant point. Now, would I shoot someone on my property if they're being nonviolent? Of course not. But protecting your property when it's breached, in many cases, is protecting your life. Let me give you some examples here. Crimes committed on our southern border. A lot of people don't know this. There are sometimes cops who go, look, it's too long of a response time here. It's rural. It's oh, yeah. a war zone. And you know what? I hope it's less paperwork if the rancher shoots somebody who's committing a crime. So rancher Whit Jones lives on, uh, he lives about, uh, what, an hour north of the Rio Grande. Uh, estimated he spent $30,000 repairing breaks in his fence for migrants since Biden took office in January. In 2018, nearly half, half of all federal crimes occurred at the southern border. And these are long stretches of land where the police would not be able to get there in time. Yeah, where you have to defend yourself. And this goes back to the principle of stand your ground laws. It's not a perfect law. I get it. It gets misinterpreted. But in, an, in a scenario where a criminal knowingly has already violated a law in a way which statistically immediately increases the chance of grievous bodily harm to the victim, right? Meaning they've breached your property. They've broken into your yeah. home. To suggest that the law require the victim who have broken no law, that it's incumbent upon them to make a risk assessment in order to protect their life or their family, I believe is morally reprehensible. John Oliver yeah. and his ilk believe it would be morally reprehensible for me to shoot an invader with a boner. So... It's why we, I would just say this is why we have laws. It's why we have degrees of laws. Yeah. You've already trespassed. You've already broken, entered. You are now at a deficit in exercising your rights. The person on that property who has violated nobody else's rights, who has committed no crime, has, has they've foregone no rights. You've already foregone certain rights when you're on somebody else's property trespassing, especially if you have a weapon. Yeah. Whether you're facing them or you're at, uh, if you're at 3 o'clock, if you're at Geraldo Rivera with Dan Bondino, it doesn't really matter. You're still on their property and you're taking their shit. By the way, there's also more to the Joe Horn story. Ultimately, a grand jury declined to ever charge him with a crime. And not only was Horn spared any consequences, he was later celebrated as a hero. You yes. had 911 on, and you said, I'm going to go stop them. This, you got to get here. I'm going to stop them. They said, no, 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 don't go out. You, you stopped them. They came towards you. You shot them. Yes, sir. That's right. correct. And that was Glenn Beck in the buzz cut era. Yeah. Young. Is that a NASCAR hat? Looks like he just climbed out yeah. of a rope of bed sheets. Well, how do you know he didn't feel threatened? Uh, whatever. So, okay. So the two, bur the two burglars yeah, were illegal like, immigrants from Colombia. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Horn went outside after he saw one of the burglars leave with a bag of cash and jewelry. Okay, these are things that are not in dispute, and there's some areas that are in dispute. And I typically agree with Gerald. Yeah. Uh, on this scenario, but Horn went outside to confront the burglars, order them to stop. They, uh, his attorney told ABC News that the two burglars charged Horn, causing him to fear for his life. Grand jury failed to indict Horn. Now he did shoot them when they were facing away. So there, this is one. Of, he's cherry picking one scenario yeah. to try and make a case for the law that you should have no right. We can be clear: no right to own a firearm and no right to stand your ground. That is John Oliver's position. And he, has, he has to go way back to find the case, too. This, right. That was not <laughs> that was not Glenn Beck 2021. Right. <laughs> that was like Glenn Beck 2009. Yeah, and I he even always had was. white hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. He always had white hair. That's the th- You don't age when you had just have white hair. <laughs> <laughs> it works out. I assume that at the age of 28, he saw a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> or at least true, something though. on once the wing of a flight. It's not a bad yeah. thing, though, because once you have that distinguished look, yeah, you get good. to have it forever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You never have to worry about aging. And you it's end wonderful. up like Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. White hair, silver fox. It's what's for dinner. Man's never alone. He's got his morals. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll even go one step further. You said, Me ho. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even go one step further. You said, you know, somebody who has the right to defend their property. I actually feel bad for the person who has to shoot an intruder. I don't feel bad for the intruder. I think it sucks. Like you should have made better life decisions. I feel bad that you've put somebody in a position where they have to take a life because Sorry, we're all distracted. Because I know. Joe Lewis Joe is being adorable. I'm yeah, trying to make so a point. Cute. No, Joe he's over. Like, at Dave. He's over at Dave. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. Because he gives him treats all the time. I'm listening to you, Peter. No, hey, that's not just feel, that. We got a bond. Buddy. I, I feel bad for the guy who has to pull a gun and shoot an intruder because for the rest of his life he's going to know that he killed somebody. And that's obviously you had to do it. I get it. But I feel bad for that person because a criminal put him in a position to do that. Yeah. I don't feel bad for the criminal. Because the criminal's the one that made bad choices. I understand what you're saying. I feel bad for him, but I'll send him a bottle of bourbon. No, I'm saying... Deserves it. Not not for Horn. I'm just saying... I like the John uh, John Malkovich quote where he's talking about capital punishment. Yeah. And he asked him and he said, I would flip the switch without skipping a beat at dinner. <laughs> you have the switch at a table for dinner? I now? would do it while sucking on pennies and consider it a delight. Really? That's uh, strange. Here's another clip from John <laughs> <laughs> because while most civilian shootings involve people of the same race, when cases involve really shootings across yeah, racial way. lines, there are significant <laughs> disparities race. in whose Again. fear gets believed. Because the odds a white-on-black homicide was deemed justified by the police were 281% greater than the odds a white-on-white homicide was. And the expansion of stand-your-ground laws have appeared to worsen that disparity. Hey, by the way, you, hey, Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis, do you know how I know John Oliver sucks? This dog is illegal in the UK. <laughs> you know that? Really? Yeah. Seriously. Doggos are, well, all pit breeds, but then they're just like yeah. also white boxers and doggo Argentinos. Huh? Because it's a, na- like Emily who put in the chat, you're a nation of pussies. Okay. So That sums uh, it up. Yeah, I mean. no. In that <laughs> state, totally I can't own a gun. Legal. In that state, I can't speak freely. And in that state, they would take away my dog. Just blow the whistle. Feel free. Just blow the whistle. So he talks about the racial disparity. Okay. Why the disparity? Well, the number of whites murdered by black people is 54% higher than black people who are killed by whites. From 1980 to 2008, uh, 
Black Americans committed 52% of all homicides despite making up 12 to 13% of the population. Here's the point. He says it's racism. It's far more likely that a white person would need to defend themselves against a black person just as it's far more likely that a black person would need to defend themselves against a black person than a white person. These are statistical yeah. realities, and it's why now, depending on the agency, they no longer list the race of the the race of the perpetrator, only the victim. Because I said, ooh, this doesn't really help us. Where they go, look, X amount of black people are being disproportionately killed. By who? Let's scrub that. And I'm just saying we need to be wow. honest about these numbers if we are going to come to an authentic solution. This doesn't matter because all John Oliver sees, he just sees race and the narrative of oppressor and the oppressed. This is what I've talked about. There's no absolute truth. So to John Oliver, the person who invades your home, who wants to steal something because maybe they're having a rough go, they don't have enough money, that person is the oppressed. And the second you shoot them or exert power over them, you are the oppressor. Just like Hamas launching thousands right, of yeah. rockets. And if Israel fights back, they're the oppressor because they have better, to use your term ripped off from Jim Henson, boom, boom sticks. This is what they simply champion the underdog, even if the underdog would burn them at the stake for assuming that they're a little light and the loafers, even though they're just British. Okay, here's another point that John Oliver uh, makes. We have to move on. Standing ground laws have contributed to a society where vigilantes with guns feel they have the right to decide what is safety, who is a threat, and what the punishment should be. They have turbocharged everything from road rage incidents to pointless disputes over dog weights. So what can we do? Well, the answer is actually pretty simple. Don't pass any more standing ground laws and repeal the ones that exist. They're redundant solutions to a made-up problem, and they are actively doing harm. No, you've created a vigilante justice state by suspending the rule of law with Black Lives Matter and sending over 60,000 violent felons back out into the state of California because of COVID. Okay, look, let me be clear about something. Well, he brings in the race argument here, and I know people are getting a little bit... Uh, a little confused because you don't know where he lines up. Let me just tell you something. Let me try and put a fine point on it. This is a deal that I would take tomorrow. Deal I would take tomorrow, John Oliver, since you've done segments on both of these and a lot of people out there make these arguments. Okay, we'll defund the police. I will take this deal tomorrow, 100% defunding the police tomorrow, but no person ever gets charged again, ever, for defending themselves on their own property. Ever. It can't be done. No more police. Someone shoots you and their baby toe is on your property. No charges. That's a deal I would take tomorrow. I mean, you think about it, you yeah. go, what's the solution? Yeah. Well, we don't want the police anymore because the police are racist and the police shouldn't have guns. They should, okay, and uh, then I guess we need to protect ourselves. Yeah, but you shouldn't have guns. I, I have a what, question. There are, the, what, 400 million guns in the country? I know it's over 300 yeah. million. I think it's over 400 million. They're not going away. And by the way, neither is crime ever, ever. Yeah. All you are doing is making law-abiding citizens sitting ducks. John Oliver doesn't have a problem with this because law-abiding citizens are only afforded that right through privilege. Mm. Therefore, they are the oppressors. And we must defund the police and take away their ability to defend themselves. And make law-abiding citizens criminals. That's a really good point. Yeah. You're a criminal if you own a firearm now. You're a cr you know, we just suspend laws in this country. For example, in some states, you're a criminal if you get swarmed by protesters. Yeah. Hey, hold on a second. Isn't it illegal to... 
block the road. I thought that was illegal. We've suspended that law. It's no longer illegal. Okay, so I guess running someone over who's blocking the road. No, 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 no. That's still illegal. Hey, well, hold on a second. Isn't it illegal to vandalize? Uh, well, no, we've suspended it. And we're just re-releasing them because it's not a violent crime. We need to make room for sending people in who didn't mask or socially distance at the local Lansing bar. Exactly. What if they climb on top of my car and I drive away at a decent rate of speed and they fall and hit their head while I'm protecting my family? Because I've seen video after video of people being pulled out of their cars and beaten almost to death. By the way, I have a question for John Oliver. I know he doesn't carry a gun, but I know his bodyguards do. What if somebody comes after you and your bodyguard shoots somebody and you're not in a stand-your-ground state? Do you think your bodyguard should go to jail? Yeah. Because this is the law you're going for right now. Not only that, let's get away from his bodyguards. Uh, you, do you have a gate? Do you have a security system? Right. Oh, I don't, I'll have a security. We know you don't have a dog that can protect you because those are illegal in the UK. Right. You can only have cocker spaniels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, much like Snoop Dogg, we know he's not going to go to jail. Right. right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is one thing people don't understand. Oh, you have a security system. Well, security system is useless. unless it, What does it do? What notifies someone? Who? Hmm. Not the police. Oh, so some private practice, perhaps private security. What do they do? Well, they show up and they make sure to, yeah? How, How do they make sure the threat is no longer, uh, no longer a viable threat? Mm. It ends up going to someone with a firearm. Oh, put my home in a blind trust. Oh, really? How do you, you go down and you fill out some paperwork. Who does it? Your lawyer. Okay, how do you make sure that someone doesn't break the law and reveal where you live? Oh, you have the cops do it. Oh, they have guns. Somewhere down, this is one yeah. thing that is irrefutable. Irrefutable. People will sometimes argue that 97% of uh, mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. We will say, okay, that's a myth. People will sometimes say there are more mass shootings uh, in the United States than anywhere else in the world. Well, that's not really true. Certainly not more violent crime, and certainly not if you include third world countries, but people will argue about it. Some people will say, well, actually, gun crime went down in Australia after the gun ban, which is mandatory. And then some people say, no, here is something that is 100, let's find common ground here. In every single scenario where a mass shooter or a criminal was apprehended, in other words, every single scenario where the shooter was eventually stopped, whether they were shot or taken in, it can only and has only been done by people with guns, period. They showed up with guns and said, drop yours, or they shot them with a gun. Someone has a gun. Well, you don't think it should be the police. And you don't think it should be a citizen. Just the criminals. And that's the difference in worldview. Please, go to LiderWithCredit.com. You'll see all of the sources available here from the FBI, DOJ, everything that John Oliver uses, justifiable homicide, gun crime, concealed carry, assault weapons ban. All of it is up there. I think there's like 80 sources available. Oh. Smash that Rumble button right now if you're watching on Rumble. Just hit the button. Bam! Uh, to let them know that you love it. And even though right now we're not on YouTube, we are going to go to Mug Club where we have another uh, 45 minutes of show. We're going to play Photoshop or not. And so uh, symbolically, uh. this is where we would tell YouTube to piss off.